This is the Rich Eisen Show. We do not care. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Patrick Peterson here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's a must win. We still know that we're going to get their best shot. But like Coach said earlier in his press conference, we do not care. We can't care. We have to focus on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Earlier on the show, NBC Sunday Night Football Analyst Chris Collinsworth. ESPN College Football Analyst Kirk Herbstreet. Still to come, NFL Network Insider Tom Pelissero. And now, it's Rich Correct. Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Chris Collinsworth, hour one, Kirk Herbstreet, hour two. Basically, if there's anybody who's an analyst in a booth somewhere, they've won every Emmy the last 20 years. And uh, they were talking about the Sunday night game that they're calling in Collinsworth, Bills and Dolphins on NBC. You can see that right here on Roku on Peacock. And then you could see the Monday night national championship game that Kirk Herbstreet is calling with Chris Fowler, who, by the way, is calling Ravens and Steelers for ESPN. And you can stream those games on uh, on Roku as well. That's basically if there's a major sporting event or any sporting event out here that you want to see. Check it out right here on the Roku platform. The Roku channel's free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app that has the Roku channel on it. The RokuChannel.com is also free of charge for you to go check us out every single day between 12 and 3 Eastern. If you missed any of the show, we re-air as soon as this hour ends on Channel 210 on the Roku channel. There's also our YouTube page. Most of everything that we did today will be right there for your eye gate to check out. Hit us with a subscribe button there. Hit us with a follow button as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, all three hours of this show is available. And the RSS feed for our show also includes Overreaction Monday, every Monday, and What the Football every Tuesday. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris and Jay and TJ are all here. It's now time time to talk about Giannis, Jokic, and Justin. Or should I say Justin? Um, we'll <laughs> go in order. Let's go in order. When the NBA scheduled the Bucks to play the Spurs, and Victor Wembanyama is now a spur. And everybody looks at Vic, Big Vic, Team Vic, what do you, what, what, Crown, Crown, Vic. Crown, Vic, Crown Vic. Vic, looks at him and they're like, well, he, he, he's just a taller version of Giannis, right? I mean, there's always, you're comparing this person to that person or what have you. Obviously, he's a unicorn, mm-hmm. but so is Giannis on Tedekumpo yep, yep. of the Milwaukee Bucks. And so, and you know, Giannis is from Greece, Vic's from France, European players who are tall and can do everything, shoot threes and go ahead and drive the lane and block shots and all that stuff. Bring the ball up, (laughs) right? Run the fast break. Take two steps from half court and score because there's a third step that doesn't get called. (laughs) We call that a Euro step. So obviously when they two play each other, they they want everyone to see it. Now, the first time these two teams were scheduled, Wembanyama had an ankle injury. He did not play. Last night he played, and it's on Turner. It's on TNT. Whole country's watching, and I've got to say, there's no script. I get it. But the NBA had to sign up for that. Like, if this was the way oh there it is you see the script right there i had no idea you had one okay very good um i had no idea you had it but the nba would have signed up for exactly the way everything turned out last night especially in a, a fourth quarter where um Giannis, who hasn't been making many threes this year hasn't been taking them he hasn't been making them when he does take them Giannis makes two threes in a row, one yeah. to tie the game at 121 and one to put the Bucks up. And at the same time, Wembanyama is, you know, getting fouled by Lopez, going to the free throw line to make one free throw to put them up three. Then Giannis scores a three to tie it. Then Wembanyama misses a three and then Giannis makes another three. And it's kind of like, okay. But, uh, you know, the youngster is enfant in France. Okay, enfant, <laughs> this is my league, and you're not there yet. And Wembanyama, by the way, he, he's like blocking Pat Connaughton's threes by coming yes. from from the paint to go all the way out in to the, the three-point line in the corner. Giannis also tried to throw down on Wemby 
And Vic got him. Yeah. You don't see Giannis blocked at the rim like that. Never. And so when when Giannis hits the three to put them up by three, Wembanyama hits a three to tie the game, and then Giannis goes down the lane for an and one on Wembanyama. I mean, it was, awesome. it was really just exciting awesome. and fun to watch, and the and one is what was the difference maker. And that's exactly what you wanted to see. You wanted to see the Spurs play one of their best games of the year, again, a five-win team, and they were playing defense. They were making shots, and it was Giannis against Wembanyama, and Wembanyama against Giannis, and all doing freaky things. That's exactly what you wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Giannis had 44-14, seven dimes. Dame, 25, 10 dimes. Vic, 25. He had five blocks, nine rebounds. Devin Vassell at 34. It was an awesome NBA game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and Giannis was 19 of 28 <laughs> from the floor. Unreal. I mean, sign us up. Sign us up for all of that stuff. And it gives you a glimpse, like, when the Spurs are going to get better consistently. And when Vic puts on the muscle, That's like right. Giannis did. Sure. In his uh, early career, you see the potential. Of course. This guy's going to be an MVP in the league, no doubt. So that was fun to see. Yeah. And then the next game. Nuggets and Warriors. And the Warriors took a monster lead in this game, only to have the Nuggets come back. And right around when the Nuggets made it a two-possession game, I guess, you got the sense that they were going to win it. Just got the sense they were going to win it. And then when Curry throws the ball away and gets turned over, and the, was it, uh, Jamal Murray just swept in there and grabbed the ball, Mm -hmm. and there was enough time left on the clock to try one shot in a tie game, I thought it's overtime. Certainly when they had to inbounds the ball where they did, which was on the on the sideline in the middle of their own backcourt. Right, right. You don't see too many balls inbounded from there. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know overtime. How, how are we how are they gonna get a shot off? Yeah. Certainly when they and they, they passed it to Jokic in his own backcourt. And then the shot that he took <laughs> sort of like catapulting it over his head with a two-handed shot. From about, what, 35 feet? Maybe? Oh, I think deeper. What's the official? What was the official? No, I didn't see. It just oh, kind of looked like Oh, let me look it up. Kind of just I, I didn't even court. think about looking up the exact, uh, the exact uh, you know, distance. But uh, we'll look it up right here with no time left. 40-footer. 40-foot <laughs> shot. Banked it in. And by the way, feathery. Feathery shot. A 40-foot shot and and called game that, uh, you know, our, our drive. We can go home now. That's it, right that. <laughs> That's what he said. We can go home now. He even told, you know, Charles who asked, did you call, you, you know, call bank. bank, you call bank, and he's basically, he, he wasn't in the mood of it. He, he goes, come mood. on, we win. He's like, I, he's we like win. I made it, it went in. We, we win. Get me out of here. And, um, and you get the sense that we are now living again in the Nuggets world. And it's kind of funny of all the teams that you would, obviously the the Celtics are playing exceptional basketball so mm-hmm. far this year. And, you know, there's a ton of upstart teams still in the NBA. Your Clippers are playing very well right now, yeah, TJ. Are. So are the Sixers. Yep. When uh, Embiid is on the floor. Which is most of the time. I understand sure. that. I get you know, your MVP front but, runner. So, so although Giannis is number one in our fantasy league, but anyway, that's not neither here nor there because I don't want to bring up how well my team is doing right now because that's that that's not part of this conversation. Yeah, nobody was okay no. thinking about oh, okay, that. Okay, very to be good. Honest, uh, like, but no. but when you do it against <laughs> the Warriors right now, I mean, the sense of a torch being passed, you get the sense of it. And then, because very unwarriors things are are happening, you know, Curry instead of making the three to win it, turns it over, gives Jokic a chance to throw it in from forty feet. He's the one who throws it in from forty feet, not Steph Curry. It's a Curry-like shot. 
basically, is what Jokic shot. Mm-hmm. And it just is even wilder when it's a seven-footer, you know, catapulting it with two hands over his head. But you could say a you know, warrior-type thing happens, Rich, when uh, Draymond Green is out suspended forever in a day. We don't know when he's coming back. But you see today, Shams Sharania. Did you see this report? I did. On The Athletic? Well, I have I have the player in question on fantasy. Jonathan Kaminga sat the last 18 minutes of the game last night. After playing well. And is complaining to The Athletic about his playing time. Steve Kerr. So I understand a player feels that he is not um, being utilized. He is not being uh, fostered. Not Scott Foster. That's oh. that's their backup point card. <laughs> but but for him, this I, honestly, like, what's going on in in Golden State where Jonathan Kaminga's going to Shams or his people are going to going to the Athletic and and talking about what's going on behind the scenes after a game like that? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm sure he sits there and feels I, I I should get a shot, but. What's going on in Golden State? This makes me feel like it's the end of an era. And that shot of Curry, you know, chomping on his on his um, mouth guard, staring into the oblivion when Jokic threw one in from 40 feet out, gives you the sense that this thing's over. The thing being the, the Warriors being a team that can make the playoffs and go on a deep run. I guess you got the sense of that already this year, but... This kind of crystallizes it. Feels like it. They're the 11th seed. They're not even in the play-in right now. Lakers, Suns, those three teams are combined. One game under 500. Definitely feels like kind of an NWO in the West, TJ. <laughs> Too sweet. New blood, new teams. Pelicans, Kings, Nuggets, Thunder, T-Wolves. Jokic, last four games, he was a perfect 11 of 11 from the field against Memphis, 9 of 10 against Oklahoma City, 6 of 7 against Charlotte, 13 of 16 against Golden State. That's an 88.6% clip over four games. Is that good? Yeah, Chris, so. you know, we, we talked about, I think off camera yesterday, we discussed the Thunder and, you know, the T-Wolves and the Thunder holding it down one and two yep. pretty much the whole season. Who would have thought? But Ant Edwards, he's another guy who we love, who you don't always hear his name, but that kid's been... Well, SGA and Chet Holmgren are quite a tandem to try and beat. Yeah. Especially since the rest we were talking about it the other day off camera. Oklahoma City is like a bunch of six foot eight to six, (laughs) six foot five to six foot eight, six, nine other guys who are just rocked up who can shoot threes and rebound and go in the lane. Honestly, they are. They are They're all in their early 20s. I know. Young, they don't know any better. Uh, The front office has a ton of draft capital that they've accumulated uh, in the last few years. And Shea Gilgis, Alexander. Top five player in the league right now. I mean, Paul George better keep balling out, man. He has to, which he has been doing, thankfully. Because, because other than that, it's just has, like you. This has I a mean, chance to go down, unfortunately, it's hey, one of the worst trades ever. If, G- dude, Jerry West drafted him for a reason. No doubt. <laughs> that no guy, doubt. That guy's an eye for talent. He loved SGA from jump. Yeah, you could say that, yeah. Kind one last one to talk about right here. Justin Fields. Hey, he didn't like last year's coming to our set and other sets like it. Well, there's no other set like it. Yeah, I mean, well, there are many others like it, but this one is ours. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was at the Super Bowl, and I asked him, hey, your team's got the first overall selection, and there's a bunch of quarterbacks to be taken, including the kid that uh, succeeded you at the Ohio State. What are your two cents on that? Didn't like it. Bears stuck with him. I think that was the right move at the time. Now, unbelievably, because of the Carolina Panthers' disastrous campaign, the Bears have the first overall pick again. And it's not because, again, of the way this kid is playing. He has played better than last year. You are seeing improvement. Now, is he's trying to do too much again this year to the point where he just occasionally doesn't know when a play is over. That's how he... Messed up his thumb. 
and 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 gave us the Tyson Bagent run this year, but has helped with Ryan Poles making some maneuvers to get Montez Sweat and sign him. And this defense, I think, is is on par with the rest of the top 10 defense over the last two months. And I think the numbers support it. I mean, I don't have it to show on the screen or to give you right now, but check it out. This team has an opportunity to finish 8-9 and nine and pick first overall again. And Caleb Williams is sitting out there, and I, I'm telling you this. You're going to hear all sorts of stuff about his makeup, and you're going to hear about how his parents want a piece of teams and where they want a piece of the agency to represent them. You're hearing all sorts of crazy stuff about asks from his family and his team, Caleb, that will make you scared of saying, we're going to use the first overall pick on him. The eye in the sky doesn't lie, though. You're going to hear all this stuff. Like, this is happening. Behind the scenes, it's going to be part of the talent evaluation portion of the calendar year. But this decision about Justin Fields is going to have to be made by mid-March. They can't take this up to the draft at the end of April. Because teams are going to have to make their decisions on what they're doing at quarterback. And if there's anybody out there that wants Justin Fields, you're going to want to go get him before the new league year begins in the middle of March and everybody makes their moves at quarterback and you're going to have to make that move there. If you're the Chicago bears, you've got some time. You've got some time to figure it out, but you can't take it all the way up to draft night. And if you are Justin Fields and you want to stay put, I understand it's just one game. And I just told you about how the rest of the season has looked for him. Upward trajectory right now. Go into Green Bay and eliminate the Packers from the playoffs if you are Justin Fields and you want to stay in Chicago. It's just that simple. I mean, it really, it would be really tough if you are the Chicago Bears to see what this kid has done in your system. And have him go into Green Bay and eliminate the Packers from the playoffs, just like the Lions did last year when they had nothing to play for. Lions did it. Maybe it's time for the Bears to do it. Enough of this Green Bay's quarterback fill-in-the-blank owns us stuff. Go in there. Do it with your arm, do it with your legs, do it with your brain, do it with your heart and your gut. Go in there and give the Bears fans that were chanting your name last week, give them that piece of red meat they have been eager to dig into by eliminating the Packers from the playoffs. Oh, it's Jordan Love's time. Oh, it's Jordan Love's time. Look at how great he looks in his first year. Oh, they did it again. They went from Favre to Rodgers to Love. No says Justin Fields. How can they turn away from him after that? Even if they're thinking of it. Now, I understand, again, Caleb Williams restarts the contractual process. And whoever keeps or takes Justin Fields from the Bears, if the Bears keep Justin Fields and or trade him, somebody's going to have to make on the spot a decision to pick up his fifth-year option, which I think is a no-brainer. A no-brainer. It's expensive, but it's it's half of what Daniel Jones costs. Yep. So you get, you get your kid for a fifth year in that way. Let him play out year four. See how he looks. But then you've got to make a really expensive decision on him right at that point, a year from now. Caleb, you've got three years. Mm-hmm. Drake May, if you like him, three years. Start from scratch, but he's a rookie. He's got to learn your system. He's got to learn this. He's got to learn that. And if he doesn't do well, then you get fired. Certainly, if the owners are like, we kind of like Justin. Really? You like this Caleb Williams kid? Let's see it. Let's, let's, let's talk about it in the draft. All of that stuff is coming. Unless, potentially, 
Justin Fields goes into Green Bay and has his best day as a bear and says, I own Green Bay. <laughs> and now we do. And flip the script. Just like that in week 18. That is what I believe is at stake in this game. And it's delicious. It's great. And I certainly didn't see that coming in week one when they last played each other. Take a break. Tom Pelissero is joining us next. We'll ask him what the Bears' process might be in this whole front and the coaching carousel that might spin off its axis in about 48 hours. That's next. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. Remember yesterday where um, Mike McCarthy thought he was on candid camera? Someone mm -hmm. asked him a question of, about CeeDee Lamb potentially being elite in his mind now? Yes, Check it out. Speaking nope. of CeeDee, is it safe to assume that you think he's become an elite receiver in this league? Just candid camera? Or what? <laughs> See if you guys remember the show. I mean... Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Are you serious? <laughs> I thought one of those cameras would come up and hit me in the face. Yeah. Yes, I'd say CD's an elite receiver. Yeah. Remember, Ari, we were then even talking that he may be the best receiver in the NFL? Mm -hmm. and, and obviously, Tyree Kill sitting out there. How about CD Lamb for Offensive Player of the Year? I just see this tweet from Pro Football Focus, whose uh, owner came out in hour number one. I read to you, CeeDee Lamb on third and fourth downs this year. Would you call those money downs? That's okay. yeah, exactly what they you, are. You, you, you stay on the field figuratively mm -hmm. by getting him on third down or literally on fourth. He leads the league in receptions with 36. Leads the league with receiving yards on third and fourth downs with 656. Leads the league on moving the chains with 30 first downs. And leads the league with a rating win target of 142.7. Is that good? That sounds good. Third betting favorite in the category. Fine. McCaffrey and Hill. I one. It, McCaffrey I obviously not playing this week. If Tyreek throws up a dud, maybe CD goes for 200 plus. I'm just saying. Worth a he better be the third one on the podium, don't you think? Uh, for sure. He will be. For sure. At NFL honors. Damn. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions. 
For every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And stopping by once again is our friend and colleague from the NFL Media Group, NFL Insider Tom Pelissero on his usual Friday spot. Good to see you, Tom. How are you? Good to see you, Rich. Doing great here. All my boys in the studio. All right. Tommy P. Do you understand how do you understand how disappointed they are when you don't start your interviews that it, way? It hurts. It's it painful. Tom, Every man. now and then I forget, yeah. but I try to I try to rectify yeah. these things. One of my New Year's resolutions, and so far oh, in 2024, God. I'm one for one. Happy New Year, Tom. We love you. Well Tacos on me next time you're oh, in town. Let's just let's wow. let's start with this one because I, I was saying if Justin Fields wants to stay put. Um, and his play has certainly made a case to stay put. You know, going into Green Bay and coming up with his best game as a Bear and changing the ownership papers back to Chicago for the Bears from Green Bay would be a way to do it. What is your sense of of their the Bears thinking now that they know uh, this has been their first week, knowing that they've got the first overall pick again? What do you think, Tom? I think that there is a lot involved in this, Rich, and I know that Kevin Warren, uh, who took over as the team president months ago um, and is certainly involved in the football operation, uh, did a media session today in which he you know, pointed out they try to look at these things holistically. They look at the big picture. You know, it's not a it's an indirect way of saying that you've got decisions to make, whether it's with your head coach, whether it is with the quarterback, the number one pick, there's a lot of different ways you can go about this. And you're trying to figure out for the long haul for the Chicago bears to get back on top. What are the best things to do? Uh, You know, part of that's going to be the scouting process, whether that's Caleb Williams, Drake may somebody else who they might value at that high of a level. Is that a significant enough upgrade that you feel it is over Justin Fields. Because remember, they're not just looking at one game. They've got a body of work at this point on Justin Fields. They probably have a pretty good idea what they think he is, what they think he isn't, the development, what his upside is, what his floor is uh, as they're moving forward here. You're comparing that against the quarterbacks in the draft. And then in addition to that, you're also thinking about, okay, if you're bringing in, let's say, Caleb Williams, who is the best coach for him? And maybe that's you know, staffing things under Matt Eberflus. Maybe that is a different head coach. All these decisions fit together here. Uh, There's no question the Bears have played a lot better, especially since the trade deadline. You look at the games they've won. uh, They've won several now uh, against the NFC North with a chance to get another one in Green Bay on Sunday. This would be the final stamp on this for Matt Eberflus, for Justin Fields, among others, if they could beat the Packers, keep their division rival out of the playoffs with a win at Lambeau Field. But again, the fact that they have a new team president who wants to look at the entire situation, you got a lot of parts that are all interconnected here. They're going to have to make those decisions based upon that criteria. Well, who's they? Who, who is it? Is it George McCaskey? Is that who it is? Like, who, who's who's the one that's going to be like, okay, we're keeping Eberflus. Now make your decisions from there. Or okay, holistically, um, what what does that mean about you know if Eberflus goes and 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 how does this work? I mean, and, and when? Like, what's the timing here? I mean, there's, there's lots well, going on. Well, it is Virginia McCaskey's 101st birthday today. today so happy birthday. I know Virginia's a, a, rel- a regular watcher of the uh, the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> um, you know, between her, between George, between other members of the board, there's yeah. a lot of people with voices in these decisions. My understanding, though, I think a misconception is that, you know, Kevin Warren was hired and he was the former Big Ten commissioner strictly to build a stadium because he was involved in the Vikings efforts to build U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. But he's meeting regularly with Ryan Poles. He very much has a viewpoint. You see him in the press box. He's holding a depth chart. He's very much involved in the entire process. The McCaskies are not micromanagers in that regard. And so I'd anticipate you're going to have a recommendation on all these different things that they make to the board. Anything involving personnel is going to be in concert with Kevin Warren, as well as Ryan Poles, who is the general manager. And I anticipate that he's going to be there regardless of what other moves are made here. And then ultimately, like every situation, Rich, it's the owner has the the final say and they can veto because you're talking about major organizational decisions. It doesn't get bigger than the coach and the quarterback, Matt Eberflus, again, within the context of where they were even at midseason, the losing streak, the NFC North losing streak. They've played a whole lot better. The Montez Sweat trade worked out well. They've been better on defense. You've seen Justin Fields come out. Is it enough? Those are the things that the Bears uh, brass has to figure out here in the coming days. And, of course, the last piece is who would take Justin Fields, you know, knowing they've got to pick up a fifth-year option on the spot 
and make a decision after just one year in their system potentially of of handing him one of the generationally enriching deals that we've seen, you know, top rookies who have then blossomed uh, at the end of their first year, first contract get. And so, and then, and for what draft capital, right? Like what, where do you see that market playing out right now? We'll start with this, Rich. If you look, if you're a quarterback needy team, you're looking at three different avenues, right? The first one is free agency. You've got Kirk Cousins, who's going to be coming off a torn Achilles, but was playing at the highest level of his entire career before he got hurt. That's your marquee free agent. And it might be the only slam dunk starter free agent who ends up being available. Ryan Tannehill started a lot of games in Tennessee. He's a free agent. you got Baker Mayfield. You've got Joe Flacco. Russ. It's amazing that we're talking about that name again. Don't forget Russ. I'm I'm starting with free agents. Just the guys who are scheduled to be UFAs and their contracts are up. You then move into, yes, the guys who are currently under contract. Russell Wilson is one of them. We certainly can talk more about all angles uh, of that situation. But, you know, there's decisions that have to be made. His uh, fourth year would vest as of the fifth day of the league year in March. So they could string this all the way out until the middle of March before making a decision on exactly how they want to move forward there. You know, Kyler Murray, I think the Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon have been pretty clear that at this point they view him as their quarterback moving forward. But like anything, you know, if there's an offer that comes or if they have an opportunity in the draft, there's always different possibilities there. You know, what do the Giants do with Daniel Jones? They're locked into him for 2024. He's coming off uh, another season ending knee injury. Um, you, you just got you've got a lot of different things. Then you got the draft where depending who you ask right now, there could be four or five, six quarterbacks. Mm. That end up being first-round picks. So there's going to be a lot of teams, when you have that many quarterbacks available, there's going to be then a lot of teams that are in that quarterback market. We just went through a bunch of them between, you know, Minnesota will be in that market, Denver, New England, Atlanta. There's a ton more of them. There are a lot of different ways that this entire thing uh, can go here. And people are going to have to make evaluations of, okay, if you bring in a Kirk Cousins, you bring in a Russell Wilson, you bring in somebody who's in their mid-30s, do you also have to draft one just to make sure that you're solidifying that position as you move forward? Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, now this is the um, unfortunate part of our business is when we talk about coaches and their jobs, and this is it. I mean, there's a lot of rubber meeting the road. Who's coaching for their jobs, do you think, this weekend? Well, I would start with Ron Rivera, and I don't think in Ron's case it's a matter of coaching for his job because at this point everything seems to be trending toward major changes in Washington, including moving on at the head coach position. I mean, we all know what Ron dealt with, especially his first three years at the helm where he was the de facto uh, head coach, general manager, team spokesperson, owner in a lot of cases because Daniel Snyder didn't do a single interview for like 10 years there. Um, Obviously this year, Josh Harris – comes in and that eased some of the burden on Ron to do other things, but they've lost seven games in a row. They're 0 and five against the division. And you've got Josh Harris who, you know, has shown based upon his other pro sports endeavors has an ability to attract and to recruit and identify high level coaches and general managers. So with Ron, again, they haven't finalized anything. I know they've been meeting this week, but you would certainly anticipate again, everything's trending towards Ron being out. Mm -hmm. There's other ones that are a little bit more murky. You obviously have decisions that need to be made in New England. Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, as we've been talking about on game day morning for a couple weeks, still have not met. My understanding is they've had no substantive discussions whatsoever. Mm. You would anticipate that's going to happen after the game on Sunday, whether that's Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere in the coming days here. They're going to meet, and it's not as simple as, or it may not be as simple as, hey, Bill, thanks for everything. Here's your gold watch. You can go and coach whoever. There's the possibility here that they could try to work out a compensation to move on from Bill Belichick. There's a possibility that they could offer him a revised structure in front office, the coaching staff, which Bill then could decide whether or not he's willing uh, to accept that. Uh, And there's certainly a possibility that they could just work things out and it's a mutual parting of some kind, but it, it may not be a completely clean thing on Monday here with the greatest coach um, that a lot of us have ever seen in the NFL. And a guy that while I think that there have been, you know, rumors and things that you hear through the grapevine or you see certain people post on social media about he's got this done deal. He's got that done deal. I can tell you this, Rich, there's no done deal right now with Bill Belichick. But when a guy like that becomes available, you have to not just look at the jobs that are open or are going to open come Monday, maybe even jobs that aren't open and some owners who might be looking at the opportunity to get a guy who's won 300 plus games in the short term with a team that can win right now, 
a lot of moving parts still at play there. In terms of, you know, coaching for your jobs, I think that you're moving on, um, you know, to places like Atlanta. And, you know, we talked about it last week. You know, at that point, it would be a surprise if Arthur Smith is not back as the Falcons coach for year four, just based upon the undertaking that they had with the roster, with the cap, with everything else. However, Arthur Blank has left the door open in multiple media interviews saying, hey, let's see how these last two games go. Well, the Falcons, I don't want to say they didn't show up, but they didn't play well last week in Chicago. Now this week, they still have something on the line, amazingly enough. If they beat the Saints and somehow the Bucks were to lose to the Panthers, the Falcons win the division and they're in the playoffs. So we have to see how that game goes. Similarly, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, there's been no indication in recent weeks that the Bucs are looking to move on. Having said that, the Glazers are very private about these things. They usually move swiftly the night of or the day after the final game. If the Bucs, who needed to win one of these final two to win the division and get in, managed to lose to the worst team in the NFL on Sunday, I think it's fair to say that you could potentially have changes in Tampa as well. And that's not even getting into, Rich, some of the teams that may have some question marks if they don't advance far enough in the playoffs. There's a lot of different things that can play out here. It's possible we only get answers on one or two of them come Monday. But as we've seen in recent years here, there are always some of those aftershock types of moves that become possible. And with the way that the NFL has legislated things this year in terms of delaying in-person interviews with any NFL personnel for two weeks for head coaching jobs, we well may be sitting there in Las Vegas the first, second week of February huh. and not having answers on who's taking a bunch of these jobs. How about New Orleans? Is, that, is he coaching for his gig or no? That's not the case. We'll see. They're a unique setup there. Obviously, um, you know, Gail Benson took over for her husband. They've been a place that's had a lot of stability for a long time. Mickey Loomis has been the GM there a long time. Sean Payton could have probably coached there as long as he wanted to. He needed a breath. Now he's uh, in Denver. With Dennis Allen, you know, Rappaport and I reported last week, you know, at this point, there's no signs that New Orleans will be looking to move on. They probably are going to make changes. It may well be on the offensive side of the ball because that's been a big point of frustration. And they got a lot to do in terms of their roster. I know everybody always jokes, you know, the cap is a myth in that. Well, the Saints have like $320-plus million, I think, in 2024 cap commitments on the books right now. You can restructure things and you can flip things over, but at some point it does impact what you can do. So how big of a, a line do they take in terms of trying to move on from some of those things um, and maybe be in a little different position, get younger because they got more guys over age 30 than anybody in the NFL. These are all things that have to play out here, but no signs as of this moment right now, Friday, January 5th, that they're going to be changing head coaches in New Orleans. Tom Pelissero, uh, if my uh, higher uh, education institution um, goes ahead go. and uh, – makes me one of the happiest people on planet earth on monday night which owner is most likely to be the first one to reach out to jim harbaugh and congratulate him and ask him if he wants to talk on tuesday tom i would say let's start with this rich uh jim harbaugh is in the middle of a very busy week yes, as i'm sure you know they flew back i want to say they got back to ann arbor i was told like early tuesday morning and then they had to be on a plane to texas like 48 hours later so there is not a lot of time mm -hmm. to kind of you know uh be able to think about other things i, I mean listen I, I know that jim certainly had given a lot of thought to the possibility of a return to the nfl he waited two years ago with the vikings he waited last year with the broncos there were scenarios where he would have taken those jobs they just didn't play out that way and part of it seems to be you know the time that it was taking for him to get an offer from those teams with the vikings they brought him in for a lengthy all-day second interview and by the time he got back on the plane he said i'm going back to michigan and the vikings really liked kevin o'connell and they were moving forward on that anyway with last year in denver they did a zoom interview with him which i was told went totally fine you know, went well. They wanted to do it in person. And I got the impression Jim's response to that was, why are we doing all these interviews? I'm Jim Harbaugh. You know what I've done in the NFL. You know what I've done in college. Like, am I your guy or not? If I'm not, then I'm going to I'm gonna go back to Michigan. And the Penners actually flew and saw him, sat in his living room in Ann Arbor, and still tried to pitch him uh, at one point uh, last January. All of which is to say, if Jim Harbaugh takes a job, I would anticipate – that it moves relatively swiftly here. There's a process in the NFL. There's the Rooney rule. You have to conduct multiple interviews with external minority candidates. If, go back to your original question, if there are owners calling him 
uh, very quickly in the hours after that game to say congratulations and hey there's a plane that you might recognize with our logo on it <laughs> i think the one you would start with is the raiders listen mark davis is a big believer that you need a name in vegas he wants the name on the marquee he wants to draw people in that's you know what you got with john gruden that's what you got until you didn't get it with Josh McDaniels. Antonio Pierce, it's fair to say, has been really impressive in what he's done in terms of the fact that they've won games and they get the win over the Chiefs. And he's clearly got key players like Max Crosby and Devontae Adams taking every opportunity possible to speak up publicly in his favor. You know, if they get a win this week against the Broncos, that's another you know, chip in, in his stack in terms of getting the head coaching job. But is Antonio Pierce the name for Mark Davis? Uh, I, I would certainly say that Mark Davis is going to bet everything. Jim Harbaugh, as somebody who was an assistant coach for the Raiders, coming to a team that does have some superstar players in a high-profile media market, able to grab headlines, it would make a lot of sense. The second one I would mention would be the L.A. Chargers, uh, a team that, you know, I know that John Spano said in an interview recently, you know, that they would consider it a plus, I think he said, if somebody's got prior head coaching experience because they're coming off several head coaches, Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, Brandon Staley in a row, who were first timers, doesn't mean they're definitely going to go that route. But Jim Harbaugh coming in, knowing who his quarterback is going to be, there's surgery that needs to be done on that roster to get the cap right. they got older star players who are very expensive. There's going to be hard decisions you need to make on guys like Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler's a free agent, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. There's a lot of things you have to figure out, but if you're the Chargers and you've spent your time as Stan Kroenke's tenant in that stadium and always grasping to try to, you know, be the team that's in the focus when you've got Sean McVay over there winning a Super Bowl and now leading another playoff team with a, a total rebuild on uh, you know on both sides of the football here. Jim Harbaugh is the type of guy who suddenly is going to become the focus within the NFL. I, you know, I would anticipate everybody who's got a vacancy or might have a vacancy is at least weighing the possibility of Jim Harbaugh because, listen, he is an eccentric guy, Rich. He is a different personality. Uh, it's not a normal operation, and he knows exactly what he wants it to look like. But he is also one at every level, going back to his University of San Diego days, to Stanford, to the 49ers, to Michigan. He knows how to win. He does have an interest in winning again in the NFL, I'm sorry to say, for uh, Michigan no, no. fans. We'll see exactly how this plays out and you know, whether or not, too, what happens on Monday might weigh into uh, his thinking about his legacy as well. Tom, thanks for that answer. Happy New Year. We'll see you on Sunday on game day morning. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, wait, Rich. Thanks. Uh, that's Tom Pilicero, NFL Network Insider. You surprised he mentioned Raiders before Chargers? First we heard that one. It's the splash. It's the it's the Mark Davis thing. And you know, it's also splashy is winning. Doesn't care about money really either. Because well, we know who the coach of the Chargers is. He's already in the building. I'm telling you guys, Kellen Moore. <laughs> I'll Belichick. tell you what. If it's Kellen Moore over <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, I know a ton of Charger fans that will be very upset about First that. First of all, Rich, no disrespect. You don't know a ton of Charger fans. Okay, that's thank that's, you. <laughs> I would say Belichick's on that Charger radar. That's too. right too. Oh my God. Playoffs with this is the background. Look out. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, you have a top 10 list? I have a top, top five. five list? Top, top five, five list? All right. Five. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. Listen every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. And that's for free. Get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. When we come back, the top five, I can't wait to hear what that is to take us into our very important weekend. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Whenever they uh, have a shot of a head coat. The cutaway. The cutaway. Mm-hmm. We like to guess mm-hmm. what that individual is like as a stepfather. <laughs> Brockman, who's up first? Who do we have up first here? First up, Alabama head coach, Nick, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. What is it? What, Taking a look at Nick Saban. Nick is Saban is yeah. the kind of stepfather that regardless of how uh, different he may seem to you, mm-hmm. in every single Christmas card yes. photo, his hair has been the exact same <laughs> since the since he married your mother. He's also the kind of stepfather that wears uh, uh, dress pants and then a you know a, a white tank top undershirt <laughs> all the time, unless he leaves the house and then he puts on the dress shirt. Former 49er head coach, current Michigan head coach, um, Jim uh, Harbaugh. Be gentle here. You'd be having a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. You think it's going really great. Mm-hmm. And then he just all of a sudden gets a look on his face and he goes, what was that? <laughs> and your heart just goes into your throat and you think you've you, you've said something horribly wrong. And you instantly start thinking about all the things that you could possibly yeah. be getting in trouble sure. for. Do we have Tom Sula? Do we yeah, have we Tom? have a bonus one. Yeah, you got Tom Sula? You I've, got got this, yeah, I've got I've got this one. Your, what I got about your current Narner head coach? He is the kind of guy that we will be having a conversation with you, and he'll never be looking at you. And uh, he'll be going, how was your day? You got a good day? And you start telling him how your day was. And then he'll always go, hey, honey, what's for dinner? <laughs> No matter what you're talking about, so you me, be can be burying your try? soul. Can we try? Yeah, you'd be burying your soul. Yeah. So uh, hold on a minute. So um, I'll be I'll be your stepson. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 Richie, how, how was the day? That was great, uh, Dad. Let me tell you about what was going on. Hey, in- honey, have you seen the clicker? <laughs> Where's the clicker? <laughs> I'm just, uh, honey, have you seen the clicker? Is he gets me every time. somewhere? He has to be, right? Game time tickets. Get it on your phone right away. Get it on your mobile device right away. Buy tickets with game time tickets and make it so simple. It is in two taps. It is so easy to find anything in your area from a sports, music, comedy, or theater event near you. Last minute tickets, last minute deals, all in prices, view from your seat, best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork directly out of buying tickets. Everybody here in the studio and the Rich Eisen show in the back uses it. My whole family does. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code RICH. $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, Christopher. Boom. Boom. All right, Christopher. Um, Rich, you have a top five. I got a top five. What is it? What do you have? I was drive. Like I said, I was riding bikes yesterday, and I was thinking. Okay. There's only 30 games left of the football season. There's only 30 football games left. 16 this weekend. Monday's national championship oh. game and the 13 playoff games. That's 30. So, so 16 regular season NFL, 13 NFL playoff games, yep. and the national championship the guy game for the that's Natty. it. Okay. There's only 30 football games. So I was like, hmm. The top five remaining for games of the football season. Oh, okay. Hit it. Oh. High five. Hey. One, two, three, four, five. Brockman. Top five. Wow. <laughs> Very impressive. Very impressive. 
The top five <laughs> remaining games of the football season. Number five, the AFC wildcard matchup. Whoever plays the Chiefs, that matchup against the Chiefs, that's number five. There's a 63% chance that it's Dolphins or Bills in Kansas City okay. to play the Chiefs. That game is number five for all kinds of reasons. Is okay. Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady or is he just a guy with two rings? You know what I mean? I got it. Tyree Kill revenge game, Josh Allen revenge. So many storylines in those games possible. That's number five. Number four is the Super Bowl. Okay? The Super Bowl is Super only Bowl, the, the Super Bowl is number four in your the list. The Super Bowl is the fourth best game. Okay? You want to know why? Yeah, I would the, love to know. A why. lot of the Super Bowls <laughs> in recent years, not great games. Except last year's. Not great yeah. games. All right. Yeah, but what do you remember most about last year? A penalty oh, that didn't God. get called, the no call. True. You know what I mean? Not great games in recent right, years, okay? Right. Number three, Monday's national championship game. Rich, future Big Ten opponents. Last year, the Pac-12, everything Harbaugh. Washington, Michigan, probably the two best teams this year. Both these guys could be first-round quarterbacks. J.J. McCarthy, okay. Michael Penix Jr. Love, love, love Monday's matchup. Are you curious what's the top two, TJ? I mean, clearly, I'm invested because if the Super Bowl's four. And the Natty's three. The Natty's three. What's like? two and one? Number two. Yes. The AFC Championship. Okay. Do you know the Chiefs have hosted five of these in a row? Okay. That's crazy. Well, guess what? They're not going to host this year. going to be a new team hosting the <laughs> AFC Championship game. Okay? Also, AFC Championship games, traditionally, really good. One-score games. The last eight, average margin of victory, 7.75. That is a one-score game. We're going to get a good, tight AFC Championship game. Okay. okay. And that's right. what's number one in your list? Okay. I guess. Is it Dallas Washington? Is it Dallas Washington? Number one. Yeah. Number one is the NFC Championship game because the winner of this game is probably going to win the Super Bowl. This guy. Okay. Ooh. Also, these games have been blowouts in recent years. The last eight average margin of victory. You did your homework. 17 and a half points per game. Only three games have been. So how is this number one? Because you're looking at San Francisco, Dallas. You're looking at San Francisco, Philly, possibly rematch. Like the possibilities for the NFC. They've been a better conference. Okay. This year than the AFC. And like I said, the winner of the NFC is winning the Super Bowl. Well done. Okay. Okay, that's Brockman's top five. Do you have one more? Oh, Uh, oh, I got one more. Rich! (laughs) Sunday, Meadowlands, Jets, Patriots. It's not in the Meadowlands. It doesn't matter where it is. (laughs) You know the Pats have won 15 of these in a row? 15 in a row! It's the by the way, also yesterday was the anniversary of Bill resigning as HC of the NYJ back in 2000. We got the irony of the Jets possibly being Belichick screwing them over in 2000. Now beating him to end his reign as Patriots head coach. We got all the draft implications. You know the Jets win. They could go from 8th to 12th. They don't want to win that game. And you know the Patriots definitely don't want to win this game. If they win, they could go all the way to 7th. Mm. Who are they getting at 7th? Somebody, they're going to get guy. Cole Strange 2.0. Right. It's a huge game. I thought you were going to do one more. Uh, Zoe Zaldana versus... Uh, uh, <laughs> Einstein, for the most for the most over for the most overplayed overplayed phone commercials uh-huh. and it's football a huge games. game. Jeff right. Pats. That's your top five. That's it for our Friday show. We have gotten the memo big time. <laughs> Back to sh- finish up on the Roku channel in a sec. Entertain.